Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, I'm George Cup, And I'm Callum Gurr. And you're about to listen to the podcast version of To Be Discussed with Cup and Gurr. Please note that this is a podcast. So it's not a live broadcast. So please do not try to vote in any of the polls or send in messages to any of our discussions as your message will not be registered, but you may still be charged. Also, please note that not all of the opinions expressed in this podcast are our actual opinions, but may be expressed to create a better discussion. Anyway, enjoy the podcast and don't miss our live broadcast every Sunday on Wizard Radio Station. Be discussed with Cup and Gurr. My name is Callan Gurr and I'll be joined by my co-host and political opposite George Cup. Hello everyone, this evening Callum and I will prove to you that you can have impassioned debates whilst holding vastly different opinions without falling out at the end of the night. So this evening we will be discussing will we see a rise in Christianity again? Who is going to win the 2020 US presidential elections? And lastly, would you ever want to be in the Guinness Book of Records? With each of these discussions being accompanied by polls, which you have the chance to vote on at wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen. And these discussions will be open until the end of the song break between each topic. First, last week we asked you guys to send in your opinions on the question, what would you want to be famous for? Uh, And as always, we've had some really, really fascinating responses the first is from alice alice says i don't know exactly what i would want to be famous for but i know what i wouldn't want to be famous for other than being a mass murderer or something (laughs) i definitely wouldn't want to be a famous influencer i really find influencers on social media to be so silly and i think silly is the right word these people have all of these followers even though they've got no talent they contribute nothing positive to the world at all It makes no sense to me. And also, I think it's all a bit fake. Like people who have loads of followers think that they have all these people who care about them, which I don't think is true. (laughs) If suddenly Instagram shut down, I think everyone would return to not wanting to know what influencers are doing. I'd rather be famous for doing something really great than being an influencer. I mean, that's a really, really interesting and very strongly worded opinion there from Alice George. What What do you think? 
Yeah, um, it's a it's a surprising opinion to have, I suppose, um, because I, I feel as if a lot of people um, in younger in the younger generations kind of want to be that influencer and want to to try and get on YouTube and, and have a big audience that will listen to them and and get famous that way. Um, and I find it quite surprising that Alice, you you believe that a lot of their fans don't actually overly care for them and overly care for their opinions, but <laughs> um, it is the influencers that are on social media and everything, they have, um, and the ones that have a lot of following, they get paid a lot of money to promote uh, certain products and, and even to have certain opinions. Um, and I think that the influence that they, as hence the name influencers, but the influence that they have on their audience is creates a very big impact. And, and I think that in actual fact, as, as much as you, you may say they don't have maybe much talent, they still have a, a way and an ability to, to, to connect to individuals that watch their content um, and because of that that's why they get paid the big money but I do totally understand that maybe um, if you were to get famous you would want to be famous for something that had a little bit more kind of credit that you maybe had to have a little bit more talent towards um, but I'm not in the slightest saying that um, those that are on YouTube don't have any talent because a lot of them you do have to have quite a bit of talent and confidence to, to stand in front of a camera and and then produce yourself and, and show yourself in front of sometimes millions of people um, virtually so so yeah and quickly just one, one thing that Alice has said regarding mass murderers and stuff it's it's something that I didn't really think of that in actual fact that when you do have serial killers and, and things like that they do become a a level of famous and it, it is strange how in society we are allow that to happen how someone that has been um horrible in, in killing people we allow them to have that kind of famous um figure and and it's very strange in my opinion what do you think Callum? yeah i mean it is uh, the kind of serial killer fascination is like something i think it's i mean obviously fear serial killers have been famous for, for a long time i mean obviously like jack the ripper and and other examples but uh the the modern fascination with it is something that's only kind of happened recently but as you say george it is really really interesting more onto kind of the, the crux of of what alice is saying i mean i i to a certain extent i i do agree i think they can be silly i think quite often uh influencers can treat their their followers a bit like mugs in that they um you know they build up this this following by being really almost being very real in in many ways which maybe sounds a bit wrong but in in terms of providing a real insight into what they're doing in their life and what products they use and things like that but then once they reach a certain point they then i think almost can start treating their followers like mugs in that they then are starting to endorse products which maybe they don't actually use and things like that but i suppose that's no really different to to normal conventional celebrities who used to appear on tv ads um and things like that um but i i also think that the the kind of accusation of things being a bit fake is is definitely definitely right um in many ways i mean as i say although you do get a real insight in, in many ways in, into influencers' lives, you it's all incredibly staged, isn't it? But I do also definitely agree with what you're saying, George, of, okay, maybe it's not something that Alice desires to be famous for, but I actually think that the work goes into becoming an influencer is very, you know, we have to t have a level of appreciation for it. 
not just for YouTubers who obviously, you know, edit their own footage, shoot their own footage and things like that. But even on Instagram, I mean, I, I have Instagram and I try and take nice pictures for Instagram, but I am nowhere near as talented as what some of these influencers are. So, so I think I'd probably take slight issue with the fact that they don't actually have any kind of talent, because I think actually truth is that they're actually immensely talented. Um, especially the the biggest influencers, but actually, as quite often comes with creative types, I think sometimes they can be quite unsavoury characters as a result of that as well. Mm. Um, our next opinion comes in from Sam, and they say, I would want to be famous for being a Richard Branson type person, like someone who is very successful, has run businesses that have had a big impact on the world and also now gives a lot of money to charity. The same with Bill Gates. These people have literally changed the world and now people know them because they've got they've given a lot of money to charity or to help other people. If I ever got really rich off one of my ideas, I think I would give a lot of money to charity. It's the right thing to do, in my opinion, and a good way to have a positive legacy as well. Well, Cano, I think that's quite a, a nice way, I suppose, in giving charity and becoming famous through your own causes. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely um, kind of, I suppose, a, a, a really good ambition to have, I think. Um, I mean, it's something I, I would love to be quite wealthy, but then used by <laughs> my wealth in a positive way although i think that probably it's actually really hard because people are just generally jealous of wealth because obviously we see obviously we, we see poverty and we just see hardship all, all around us and inequality i think the natural human tendency is you're always just no matter how kind of altruistic you are no matter how much you give back to society you're always going to have those people that are a bit jealous of it and and maybe don't appreciate it. And I suppose that's one of the negatives of um, becoming very wealthy. And I actually think as well, the other reason why probably for me personally, I'm not sure I'd want to be famous for being wealthy is that maybe your friendships wouldn't always be 100%. They, they may well be affected by it, or at least your new friendships, you'd always wonder, are they just friends with me because I've got a lot of money? Um, and I, I always think that's one of the negatives of, of of the whole experience and um, what do you think george i i think that uh, becoming famous in your own cause and by creating something or a business and being very successful in that field is incredibly um it is very very good and I, and I think that anyone that is able to do that is a very talented person and, and is incredibly ambitious and successful of course um and i think that Callum, you raise an incredibly important point that unfortunately because we see so many people that potentially inherit um their wealth and, and value sometimes we we actually don't give as much encouragement and and are aren't as welcome as we possibly could be to those that have worked incredibly hard to get their wealth and and as you also said rightly about the poverty as well because there is the poverty uh in the world we we often say well what you know why is it right that they've got that money and there are still people in poverty but um at the end of the day my opinion on that is that you know they have worked incredibly hard to get to where they are and and they've just been very successful in the field that they are currently running in um, so I, I think that being being famous in that way and, and giving to charity, ensuring that the wealth that you do have is shared um, to, to those that are less fortunate is, is a very um, successful and, and a good thing to do. And I, if I was famous in any way, I think that's probably the, the way I would look to be famous. 
Uh, right, moving on to our final opinion. It's from Bradley. Bradley says, I would never want to be properly famous, like to be a real celebrity or artist that everybody knows, but I'd like to be like famous for five minutes for something really funny that has a story connected to it, like the woman who was famous for dumping that cat in a rubbish bin. Uh, <laughs> maybe not that exactly, but something funny that makes the news where everybody laughs with you rather than at you and is like a really great story to tell friends and family. Otherwise, I don't think fame is really for me. It all seems a bit stressful. I mean, obviously, with paparazzis going around and everything like that, George, I mean, it can be very stressful fame, can't it? Oh, absolutely. And and we, we've often had discussion on the show about how um, paparazzi and everything is, is kind of that thing that you have to accept if you want to become famous, um, that you are going to be snapped in all different kinds of situations and you have to be prepared for what that may come with. Um, and, and the abuse that it may come with, and even sometimes the compliments that, that can come about because of it. Um, and I think that it, it is often not thought of when people have ambitions to become famous. The the kind of heartache and the struggles that can come with having the, the pressure of the paparazzi and all of those around you. Do, do you kind of agree there, Callum? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's something massively overlooked. I mean, I'd say... Um, with Bradley's opinion, I, I think even being famous for five minutes, I think, can be immensely challenging. I mean, I know Bradley was saying it's very tongue in cheek about being famous for the person who dumped a cat in a rubbish bin. But I, <laughs> I actually think if it's for that kind of thing, you could probably get some quite vile abuse even then. But I suppose at least it should be only fleeting. Right then, uh, remember we'll be announcing what the question will be for you to send in your opinions on it at the end of tonight's show. So make sure you're ready for that for the chance we feature in this segment of next week's show. We've reached time for our first song break, so we'll be back very soon. Hello and welcome back to To Be Discussed. Let's move on to our second discussion of this evening. And we're asking, will we see a rise in Christianity again? So the, the decline of Christianity is an ongoing trend in West and North Europe. Developed countries with modern secular educational facilities in the post-World War II era have shifted towards post-Christian, secular, globalised, multicultural and multi-faith societies. Infant baptism has declined in many nations with with thousands of churches closing or merging due to lack of attendees. UK church membership has declined from 10.6 million in 1930 to 5.5 million in 2010, or as a percentage of the population from 30% to 11.2%. By 2013, this had declined further to 5.4 million, which was 10.3% of the population. If current trends continue, membership will fall to 8.4% of the population by 2025. But despite the decline, Christianity remains the dominant religion in the Western world, where 70% of the population is Christian. So, Callum, what do you think about this? Will Christianity see a rise in a modern world? No, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, first of all, I think we should probably slightly put into perspective the decline in christianity i mean uh, as it is actually christianity's the number of followers of christianity 
is actually going up at the moment. So of the main de- de- denomination, sorry, um, the, such as obviously Catholicism and Protestantism, uh, their actual number of followers, according to the Pew Research Center, um, has actually is actually gone up in in recent years. Uh, the only denomination um, that is going down that is named is Orthodoxy, um, and so therefore it means that the followers are coming from from new places. And as it is actually in the global South. So in places like South America and Africa, um, we are actually seeing a, a massive increase or not a massive increase, but an increase in the number of followers of Christianity there. But having said that, I don't think that means that Christianity will kind of rise again and get back to the levels of uh, even the, the levels of influence it had back in you know the 1930s and the, the early 1900s. Um, and I, I think that's because of the rise of science and of a more kind of rational kind of thought but i also think that the other big part of this is that actually i think increasingly we're seeing the kind of identity which christianity used to provide being provided in different circumstances or by different things you know i think obviously the nation state now is more of a mark of many people's identities than what their religion is um and particularly i think in the the kind of christian western world um so so that's one one element of it but i also think the more kind of individual identities are are now becoming massively massively important because we live in a very individualistic society um you know i mean you only have to go on to someone's um twitter by for example and it's always if it's always if you look at it it's, it's just loads of labels of what someone is you know maybe trade unionists might be one of the things they have on there maybe their, their sexuality might be something that that they um use as part of their identity and i think a lot of these things actually in in many ways although they're not directly related i think in many ways they do have replaced in people's mentality um, the role that religion used to play um, in, in identities. And I think Christianity has been a big kind of victim of that. Um, George, what do you think? Yeah, the, religion is is often um, something that, that I would always kind of argue against. And even though I was brought up as a Christian and um, I am christened myself and went to Sunday school, um, God, as it's widely known on the show, God is not something that I believe in, and, and the, the faith of Christianity is not something that I follow. Um, and I think that go, back in when Christianity was first created, I do strongly believe that it was a concept of kind of law. It was a rule book on what to do and what not to do. Um, and essentially, religion, of course, is a kind of ideology. It is a sense of government that you don't elect. It is a uh, a, a figurehead that sets rules um to ensure that society can move forward and and whether you agree with the way that society is going or not is whether you would sign up to christianity or another religion that believes different things and i think because of those what i've just said we will we won't see a rise in christianity i think in in generations that are now growing up we see 
people obviously on social media and people like to see things physically um for themselves they like to actually experience what is going on and and twitter and social media allows people to have a platform to really challenge what was once being told and i think unfortunately when you look at something like christianity the beliefs um that are often told around christianity when they are challenged are very hard to be proven and i think purely on that fact that is also why um, we are seeing a decline or we would never see a, another kind of uprising in christianity again because I, a lot of younger generations like to have proper facts and, and kind of truth in front of them on twitter and and ensure that something is is actually happening um and I think that there are so many different levels of beliefs and um, ideologies now in this world that people have freedom to choose what they want to do and, and where they want to lie. And um, growing up years ago in this country, you were raised a Christian and, and you, you were made to go to, to church every Sunday. Um, and those kind of traditions have stopped and you are a lot of children and teenagers are allowed to make their own decisions about the beliefs that they want to have now it's a, it's a more of a free world and i think those factors as well uh, mean that it, it will struggle to ever see christianity or i think most religions to to rise to a level that possibly was was once seen um callum do you do you think though that there is place for christianity if it was more looked at like a political party if christianity went around in in developing some kind of manifesto of what they believe in and, and what they would want to stand for do you think that's maybe um a better way to ensure that the, the church and christianity can go forward to, to so that people actually have an influence on electing someone into a position on the christianity manifesto uh, it's an interesting idea. I, I mean, I, I believe very strongly in secularism, so keeping the, the religious institutions out of the affairs of state. So instinctively, I, I say no, but thinking about it from a rational perspective in terms of what would be best for Christianity itself and, and, and Christians themselves to expand their influence, I mean, I think... Possibly they, they, they would have more direct influence, but they would probably very much undermine um, a lot of what they're trying to say, which is, you know, that um, no matter what, you should, you know, love thy neighbor and, and, and things like this. And, and I think a lot of the kind of Christian values would be very much of, or are rather very much challenged by the political process itself. I mean, I had a question for you, George, in terms of you, you mentioned about roles that, that Christianity can provide and you, you think it was effectively a kind of rule book. I mean, do you not think that actually we, we do follow a lot of these roles still to this day anyway, even if we are increasingly living in a post-Christian world? A lot of Christian values are still very important. You know, we still by and large live in a society that says adultery is wrong, that uh bigamy as in having multiple um multiple um wives or or, or husbands even is wrong uh, murder is wrong obviously incest is wrong i mean all of these things could be 
seem to have come from religious teachings. I mean, so do you think that those values actually are still very much reflected in society? Oh, of course. I, I really, really do believe that. And and you are absolutely there is pure evidence to, to prove that point. Um, but it's I think that is purely kind of backs my point of, of that the, the, it was more kind of a rule book that was created. Um, you know, the Bible was kind of the, 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 the law book to ensure that people were, were going the right ways. And because it is such an old religion and the ways of of the teachings have been around for so long, it's just been kind of been set in stone, these these rules and these norms now. And, and they are traditions and they are things that we still follow by. But because they just seem like the norm nowadays, we wouldn't as such assign them or relate them to um, Christianity or, or the following of Christianity. Just because you follow those kind of rules and, and concepts within a society does not mean that then you be, you are a believer of Christianity and, and, a, and a signer up of the church. Do you, do you kind of agree with that? Just because you're, you're following those rules does not mean that you're then uh, a Christian and you, you want to believe in that faith? Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I suppose, in a in a sense, it just means that you're kind of maybe small c conservative, which often does have links to religion, but doesn't necessarily mean you're religious. And uh, how do you think this poll is going to go, Colin? Um, I think that most people will say no. I'll say seventy percent. What about you? Uh, I will say 65% will say no. But as always, there's only one way to find out, and that is for all of you to vote on this poll. Will we see a rise in Christianity again? And you do that at uk forward slash listen. And we'll be back after this. Hello and welcome back. So before that break, we asked the question, will we see a rise in Christianity again? And you guys have been voting away and the results are just in. So 28% of you said, yes, we will see a rise. And 72% of you said, no, there won't be. Well, there you go. Yes, I managed to get one right for once. That is surprising. (laughs) right then time to move on to our third discussion of this evening and we are asking who is going to win the 2020 u.s presidential election so the 2020 united states presidential election is due to take place on tuesday november 3rd 2020 the winner of the race will be inaugurated on january the 20th 2021 currently the favorite to win the race is joe biden who was vice president during Barack Obama's administration and is the current Democrat nomination for POTUS. Incumbent Donald Trump, who represents the Republican ticket, is expected to lose his place in the White House, with bookmakers having him slightly trailing Biden. Other candidates include Joe Jorgensen, who is representing the Libertarian Party, and Howie Hawkins, who won the Green Party nomination. George who do you think is going to be the next president of the United States? Oh, it's such a hard and difficult question because um, we all were kind of predicting wrong when Donald Trump came into power. I think a lot of us thought that it would be Hillary and, and then surprise, surprise, Donald came around the corner and and uh, got elected. Um 
I think it's going to be an incredibly, incredibly interesting election. Um, and it's going to be a very, very close election. It really, really will be. Um, but I think that given in recent times, Trump's approach to the coronavirus um, and certain situations, I think that it will mean that Joe Biden will be victorious um, in the 2020 uh, elections. And, and I think that they, there is evidence showing that Trump is rather worried that he won't be re-elected. Um, as we've seen, he wants to push back the, the elections. Um, and the population of America are not particularly happy um, with the now president because of his uh, the way he's handled coronavirus and also his approach to... Um, the death of George Floyd um, and the Black Lives Matter movement. And, and I think that because of those, people have seen that they need someone that isn't like Donald Trump in, in number, uh, sorry, not in number 10, in the White House. Um, they need someone that is rather liberal, that will stand up for um, individuals that need the help. And I think that will ensure that when situations like the coronavirus come about, there is help there that, that is needed and also will give proper advice and not give advice to drink bleach or or whatever Trump said. Um, and I think that that is really important to ensure that America does have someone in, in place that will actually, I don't know, speak for those smaller communities. Um, and I think that one of the biggest things that annoys me i suppose about the the way that the elections go about in america is that the smaller parties um don't really get a say like uh, nominations like howie hawkins um and joe jurgerson as well um because it's it's a shame that those people will, won't ever really stand in the white house because just purely on the way that the elections work in in america um what do you think, Alan, though? Do you, do you think that Joe Biden will be victorious um, at the end of the night in uh, the, the elections? Again, similar to you, I mean, I'm, I don't want to, I, in a sense, I don't want to call it <laughs> because it, it feels like you could well be jinxing it by calling it. But, I, I, I mean, the, the suggestions are, let, let's be frank, the suggestions are that, that Biden will win. Um, I mean, I, I suppose the, the factors which seem to maybe point that Trump might be able to, to outperform expectations is obviously last time, you know, he wasn't expected to win and he managed to do it. He doesn't have to win the popular vote to win. So if even if um, Joe Biden's as many as four percentage higher in terms of the, the popular vote, still Trump could could end up feasibly winning if he gets them in the right states, the votes. Um, and, and I suppose the, the other kind of factors is that um, under Trump's administration, we have seen thousands of Americans have moved out of higher tax states into the lower tax states. And these kind of people who are after low taxes to the extent that they will move to do it, these are the very kind of people who are most likely to vote for Trump. And in some fairly key states like texas florida nevada um and so i suppose maybe there's a chance that that could influence things and i think also we shouldn't forget the fact that joe biden's got a hell of a lot of weaknesses uh, i mean he's 
he's already um, twice, he's ran for president to, or tried to get the nomination twice before and twice his gaffes have cost him. Okay, this time he he's definitely going to be the Democrat nomination for president, but his gaffes could well prevent him actually becoming um, president for, for sure. Uh, and if we think about coming up in a debate, um, if it's Trump versus Biden, I feasibly think that Trump would well win that debate and then things could very much change. So I don't think it's so completely, yeah, I don't think it's a guarantee that Biden will win. I mean, the, the bookmakers have still got them pretty tight, mm. to be honest. Um, I mean, the question I have for you, George, is obviously, I mean, you, you would probably, in an American sense, normally you probably would say you're a Republican, but in terms of at the moment, you probably would be wanting to will on the Democrats just because of the very unique nature of Trump. I mean, do, do you think that Joe Biden is the right candidate um, at this time for the Democrats? Or do, or do you think that he's more of an impediment than a help in terms of uh, winning back the presidency? I think that, um, unfortunately, he's going to be more of a problem for the Democrats than actually becoming um, a victorious candidate. Um, I think that he, as you've said, Callum, he's got a lot of history and a lot of weaknesses. And I think that the Democrats need to look at their candidates and actually think that they need someone running as their presidential candidate um, that is actually rather fresh, that doesn't have the history as like Clinton did, um, Hillary Clinton, and, and now Biden. Um, because, unfortunately, as you again rightly said, with, with Trump, he he's very good at one-on-one -on -one debates, and he is not afraid to dig up the dirt on people. And Trump has an ability to talk to people um, in terms of relating to to the audience sitting at home or even in a room, and he's not afraid to to say what he likes and. That sometimes relates a lot to people. Um, and I think that, unfortunately, Biden is just going to struggle in that area. Um, but, I mean, economically, I think Donald Trump has done very well for America. You know, he, he got unemployment down. Um, the economy was doing very well under Trump. Um, but f for me, Callum, do you, if you were living in America, which candidate would you vote for? Would it be one of the other candidates? In the other section, or would you would it be Biden? Uh, absolutely, Biden. I mean, I I know Biden fan. I mean, when we when we came around to doing the Democrats nomination, I was very 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 much anti Biden. I don't like I don't really like Biden that much. I don't think he he's particularly presidential. Mm. But at the end of the day, as as you said, George, the only two candidates that can win is Trump or Biden. And I think Trump is such a monumentally bad candidate that you've just got to back Biden for me. It's just it's just clear. Um, and unfortunately, the, the third party candidates will just get nowhere. I mean, there's there's obviously the one thing we have slightly missed here is obviously that Kanye West has said about the fact he wants to stand as well. Um, yeah. And obviously. Kanye West is actually a Republican, I believe, normally. And so therefore, the logic would be to say he, this is bad for Trump. He's going to take votes off Trump. But actually, it's likely that obviously Kanye West is more likely to pull 
votes away from Biden because of the fact he's probably more likely to to do well amongst African-American voters and amongst minority population voters. Um, and so I think that's obviously a d- dynamic that's maybe slightly missed. I mean, just really, really briefly, do you think that uh, Kanye West standing, I mean, he's not even going to be on the ballot paper and in some states, but do you think that's going to have any influence? I definitely think there will be an influence there. I, I kind of, you could argue that Kanye West is is also that, that candidate that, that could relate to the younger people um, because he's got that music background yeah. and, and the younger people know who he is. Um, and I think that will take away from Biden's vote as well. And um, I mean, in a way, you could argue that Donald Trump maybe is pushing Kanye West to stand just to hope that he might take those votes away from uh, from Biden. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a... a conspiracy about that going a conspiracy theory about that rather uh going round uh george who do you think is going to win in this poll i think biden will win how about you yeah i think biden will win too but maybe sometimes our audience can be quite pessimistic but i'm guessing they don't want trump to win anyway (laughs) Uh, (laughs) right then but the only way to find out is for you guys to vote away on this question so that is who is going to win the 2020 U.S. presidential election? Uh, and the options are Donald Trump, Joe Biden, or other. You can do that at wizardradio.co.uk. Forward slash listen, and we'll be back very soon. Hello and welcome back. So before the break, we asked who is going to win the 2020 US presidential election? And you guys have been voting away. So 47% of you said Donald Trump, 52% of you said Joe Biden, and just 1% of you said other. So George, a, a Biden victory, it looks like. Are you pleased about that? Um, I wouldn't say I'm pleased because if I was in America, I would spoil my ballot. Um, but... I think, yeah, it's it is it's going to be very close. As our audience has just shown there, it will be a very close vote. Mm. Um, th- thanks for that input there, Callum. Um, right, let's move on to our fourth discussion of this evening. And as always, the most important discussion. And we're asking, would you ever want to be in the Guinness Book of Records? So there are many different ways to get yourself a world record. And that can... Uh, go from anything from growing your fingernails really really long so you could itch your your toenails or your toes with them or even (laughs) running the whole distance of the world in in one sitting who knows but would you ever want to do something that would entitle you to being in that book callum would you uh yeah so i think i i wouldn't (laughs) mind being in the guinness book of, of records um not for growing my fingernails or anything like that and not for i mean (laughs) i think the public perception and i think they do this on purpose but the public perception probably is that the people in the guinness book of records are normally a bit weird and wacky i suppose it's because (laughs) those bizarre stories of people growing their fingernails like this it's just human nature that they they stick in your head they not they might well make the news and things like that I mean, I wouldn't want to be famous for anything like that. But if it was for, you know, being involved in the largest flash mob in history or or something cool like that, I'd love that. I'd love that. Absolutely. Um, what about you, George? I mean, surely you want to be in there too. 
Yeah, absolutely, of course. But as you've said, Callum, I wouldn't wouldn't really want to be in there for for something that's that's a little bit weird. Um, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't want to to be in there for being the longest person sitting in a in a bath full of beans or something like that. Um, <laughs> maybe bizarre. I, you know, I, it is bizarre, isn't it? Maybe I should try and do that. Actually, that'd be quite a good record to hold. No, George, stop it. Um, I I would like to do it for like being the I don't know the fastest man. To, to, to drive a car or something like that I would I would like it for something that is kind of I don't know achievable but but also can be beaten um I, I think that having kind of those long lasting records is very very hard to find um I mean the the guy or lady I think there's two yeah there is two they've got the longest fingernails i mean they've grown those for absolute years um and that is some commitment just to get yourself in a book um i mean obviously there are some people that are very lucky that are are or naturally have the abilities to to be in the book so if you're really 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 tall then you're going to get yourself in the book and um i think that those kind of natural abilities are, are rather lucky i mean do you would you kind of um, is there something that you, you can do right now as a skill column that you would try and perfect to to uh, to maybe, you know, get into the world record books, like maybe being having the most tests before you get your driving license or something? <laughs> wow, that was that's that's harsh, George. Thanks. <laughs> uh, real confidence boost to that one. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I've got to say there, George, actually, that, um, that that message last week about us being radio soulmates actually must be true because it is the exact same question I was going to ask you. Um, I probably haven't really got any skills, to be honest, right now that would be anywhere near Guinness Book of Records worthy, to, to be quite honest with you. Not in a sad way, but I think that's probably just the truth of it. Um, what about you? Well, Callum, with your talent of, of being a radio presenter, maybe you could do the longest radio show or something. Um, I, <laughs> my, the longest. Yeah, there you go. Um, I Mine would be something like, um, I have a really weird talent where I can fold my ears into themselves. So I don't have any cartilage in my ears, and it means that I can like fold them up um, and I can keep them they're folded and, and i do a thing where if you if you pull my finger they'll pop out um and uh i would Is probably rare then well a lot of people can't do it i mean you you know someone else that that has that has the ability that i have callum it's true but i'm, I'm just i don't know i mean I, I maybe guinness will get in contact with you now but um i just i i don't know, I don't, I'm, know. I'm not sure it's uh, worthy of the book Oh, well. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you did this my driving ability. Well, yeah, but there's grounds for me to do so. Um, anyway, I, oh, I'm so horrible. I love you really, Callum. Um, how do you think this uh, poll's going to go? Uh, I think that most people want to be in the Guinness Book of Records. So I reckon it's going to be a high one. I'm going to say 90%. What about you? I will say... 86% will say yes um, but there's only one way to find out and that's for everyone to go and vote vote on this poll would you ever want to be in the Guinness Book of Records and you can do that wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen and we'll be back after this
Welcome back. So before that break, we asked, would you ever want to be in the Guinness Book of Records? And you have all been voting away. And the results are 79% of you said, yes, you would want to be in them. And 21% of you said, no, I'd, I'd rather leave that to someone else. Well, Callum, I think that we were we were quite spot on on that guess then, weren't we? We were we were right about the yes for, for sure. I mean, it wasn't as enthusiastic as I thought, but pretty enthusiastic to be fair. I mean, a higher result than we get in most polls in one for one option. That's very very true, and it's just proven that the Guinness World Record books aren't going to go out of business just yet. Exactly. Uh, right. Okay. Thanks for listening to To Be Discussed with Cup and Girl. We do really hope you've enjoyed this episode. So as mentioned earlier for the first segment of next week's show we'd like you to send in your opinions on the question if you were the leader of a political party what would be your main policy you can send in those opinions by email to station at wizardradio.co.uk or through twitter that's at wizardradio so remember that question is if you were the leader of a political party what would be your main policy and we're really looking forward to hearing those next week it is now time for George and I to say ciao for now. So I've been Callum Gurr. And I've been George Cup. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week at the same time and the same place for another episode of To Be Discussed. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.